Well, as you can see, in our Lord's Supper, Lord's Table is set up for us. It was instituted at the Lord's Supper, or the Last Supper. We'll participate in that tonight. I first want to just read a little bit from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul chided them for a wrong spirit, attitude in, in participating in the Lord's Supper. They had a selfish attitude. They had, they had bickering and contentions going on while they celebrated the Lord's Supper. And he says, that's, that's not right. That's not appropriate. <clears throat> and then he told them, the importance of the Lord's Supper and what it, what it represented. Verse 23, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself. Then, and so, eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If, if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. So if you follow what he was saying there, he said the Lord instituted this the night that he was betrayed. And he did it before his disciples in uh, an expression of his love and to show the unity uh, that they were to have because of what he had done. He said, this is my body that was broken for you, for you all, he's saying to, to his disciples gathered there together. And he says, remember me as you eat together. And then he did the same thing with, this, with the cup. For often as you eat and eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. <coughs> and so um, we need to keep in mind um, that our hearts be prepared for communion as we take it tonight. Um, that we have um, asked forgiveness for our sins and our fellowship with the Lord is clear and right on right standing. And there's no reason for that not to be on right standing when we can go to God at any time and ask forgiveness. The verse that we looked at this morning, if we confess our sins, 
He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have all that we need to be on right uh, standing with God. But that's only part of it, right standing with God and then right standing with each other. So we call it a vertical relationship with God and our horizontal relationship with each other. That we need to keep that clear and to do what's right there. And the Bible instructs us how to do that, that keeping that open. <clears throat> Tonight we'll take communion and I'll answer some questions that have been written um, after communion to, to deal with some, some Bible questions. And some of them are just... Um, uh, church questions or, or, or dealing with how do we deal with different people or different situations. And so um, God needs to give us wisdom for that, but we need to, um, we need to be willing to, um, to interact with each other in right and wholesome ways and to do all that we can to, uh, to, to make that relationship right do everything on our part to keep the peace and to, to make that right. <clears throat> I'm going to ask our men if they come at this time, our leaders with me here to um, help us with communion tonight. I have about 28 questions here. Um, so I have to think about how we can expedite answering these so we can get to to give you hope if you have a new question that we can actually get to. One I want to answer today and these, these questions pose um, some good discussions so that's what I'm looking for today is to um, insight from the Word of God from Christ, Christian principles in how to live. might take three today. Um, the first one is this. The Bible says to flee sexual temptation. How do I flee when women wear inappropriate clothing everywhere? Alright, so that's the question. The Bible says flee sexual temptation. How do I flee when women wear inappropriate clothing everywhere? Um, let's just comment on that last part, inappropriate clothing. You can ask what is, is inappropriate um, and sometimes that seems kind of obvious but um, what we're looking at <laughs> what, what we see in inappropriate clothing is, is things that um, probably emphasize or in wrong ways um, uh, bring attention to um, the body. Now there, uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of uh, the beholder in reality. Um, now, we've lived in, in over history, we've had different societies, we have this mentality that we ought to all dress in long black robes and, and, and wear clothing that completely covers the body. Um, there is some truth to that, and that is that clothing is there to keep us modest in our bodies. Um, why do we need modesty? Um, clothing came about after sin. We need modesty after sin uh, because we don't have innocence anymore and uh, to, to keep our minds and our thoughts uh, proper. 
clothing. So I say that to, to, to call an attention how we as Christians, both men and women, ought to dress ourselves in appropriate things that would not bring undue uh, attention and focus to our body. That whether, that whether we think we have a great body or something on the other end of the range, it, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, what matters is, is that we view our bodies the way that God would have us to view them, and we encourage others to view them in that same way. So that, that's one thing that needs to be said. The other thing that needs to be said in terms of, of sexual temptation is um, it's in our minds. It is something that, well, let me ask this question. The, the question that comes hints at not only is it very difficult to control, it's impossible to control because of fashions today. Is that a proper statement? Why or why not? This is where I get some discussion. Aaron? That, that's, that's very good, is that we're going to have temptation no matter what. Temptation is a part of living on this earth. Now, we don't all have the same temptations, and it's true when we, when we look at the disciples' prayer, lead us not into temptation is one of our prayers, okay? Um, but what we need to do then, since we can't control that end of it, we need to control the end where we are strengthened to fight temptation. So I think it would be more healthy for us to, to talk as men is how can we fight the, this, this temptation? In fact, I think maybe that's what the question is getting at. The Bible says flee sexual temptation. How do I flee when women wear inappropriate clothing everywhere? Well, we can take that to be true. Um, we're going to see some inappropriate clothing um, wherever we go, in some form or fashion. Um, <clears throat> whether, it's it, whether it's on our jobs or, or just in the, in the culture, in the, in the neighborhood, or whether it's in the media, whether it's uh, TV, internet, or whatever, we're going to see suggestive, inappropriate clothing. How do we, we guard against that? One, uh, one thing I would say for us as men to do is to um, guard ourselves from inappropriate um, um, exposure where we can. In other words, don't go, don't jump, don't run to temptation. What are some of those things that we need to stay away from or run or turn away from? Let's talk about that. Men? That's an obvious one. Pornography. But <coughs> okay. If this was a, a, a drug problem or a food problem, it's lust, okay? So if it was lust towards something else, if it was lust towards... Um, Pick one of mine, desserts. What wisdom or wise steps would a person do to keep themselves from that? First of all, you won't want to be around it 
okay? And that's a wise thing. So to keep on guard about things that can draw us in further and further and further. Okay, Andy. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, a, that's a very good. It's part of our discipline. Um, what else can go into that kind of discipline? Give me some practical things we can do. Okay. Okay, there are some physical boundaries. Can we talk about some of those? There are some mental or visual boundaries. Can we talk about some of those? Just mention a few just to help us out. What are some good boundaries to have? Okay, that's a good safeguard. Um, somebody was, Donna would think was telling me about uh, Vice President Pence being, um, being ridiculed for that boundary that he had set up, right? Mm-hmm, of not meeting privately with women. Very wise. Uh, what other kind of boundaries could we have? Okay. Or care. Mm -hmm. And so we have to guard ourselves. Our thinking needs to be proper thinking. Okay? Um, if I'm tempted to steal something just because it's easy or available to me um, doesn't make it right. It may make it more tempting. And I have to remind myself that's not mine. I shouldn't take it. <coughs> I, get in, I get in trouble in temptation when I begin to justify. Oh, it's not that bad if I just, okay? Uh, one example of that is um, if I know I shouldn't buy something, I really shouldn't be shopping for it, should I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just want to look. I just want to, I, I want to just compare. I want to see what's up. Well, okay, if I do that, it's easy for me to take the next step, all right? Oh, man, it's on sale. Can you believe that? I can't pass this up. I got a few bucks in my pocket. And so, yeah, um, it's easy for me to justify being on, on the edge or being drawn closer and closer to the edge of whatever that is tempting me. And so if I think on it in ways, um, if I think on temptation in a general sense, um, stay away from the edges. Be... Um, identify the edges. It may be different for you than, than someone else. One of, one of my edges that I've, I've identified since, since being a young man, since being married, is rated R movies. There are some very common uh, things, and not everybody has that same guideline, but I stay away from, from those. Now, honestly speaking, there's some PG and PG-13 that that is just, you know, what happens is that takes me to an edge to say, go a little further, go a little further, or just watch one more of those, one more of those, one more of those, and drawn in. So it's like, I'm not going to eat the cake, but I'm going to taste the icing. <laughs> but I'm going to stay on my diet. Okay, so I'm, I'm flirting with the edge. Excuse the pun, okay. 
Now, what about the situation when this person is a co-worker? If, if I'm honest, um, I usually lead myself into temptation or bad situations that get me in trouble. Um, it's very, it's less seldom that I'm led there by somebody else, um, totally. It's myself leading into that. Now, I'm exposed to something, but then what do I do with that exposure? Again, if I'm thinking about the desserts, um, you know, you're going to be exposed to that all the time. We, we normally eat three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you're exposed to something. Um, but there is a healthy and there's an unhealthy, and I need to determine um, where my limit is and, and what exposures I, I should not uh, subject myself to and how I can get out of some of those. I saw another hand somewhere. What's that? Okay. Um, <coughs> that's one of those practical things. Um, so as, as a married man, in terms of sexual temptation, that's a very practical thing that I can take in mind. As a single man, how do we deal with that? Um, keep yourself around people as much as possible who, who hold to your same standard. <coughs> it's hard if you're on a diet and everybody else wants to really just pig out. Um, you are really with the wrong crowd. Um, can you have strength in, in, in fighting that, yeah, you can, but um, you're in a really tough battle. So as much as possible, hang with people who, who keep that same standard. That's, now you say, well, I can't do it. Yes, you can, by this, what we're doing right now. In church, make friends, make connections with men who share uh, God's standard and, and talk to, with them in practical ways of, of how they fight. And then let me say this, as men, we do have to share the battles that we have and how we deal with those battles because we are all dealing with some battles. The other thing to keep in mind is if we recognize, now not all of us are tempted with the same exact things, but we're all tempted in different ways. So let's share how we fight those, our different temptations and use that to strengthen each other in whatever temptation that, that you might face. Um, like I said, I've never really been tempted to, to, uh, to just pick out on black eyed peas. It's just not something that, that I'm tempted to do. Um, but I am tempted on, on, you know, double chocolate cake. That's a whole different matter. So, but the principles are the same. <clears throat> uh, one other thing, remind ourselves of God's truth in several ways. One is the person that I am tempted with is a human being made in God's image that has a family and a connection, okay? It's easy for me to fantasize about TV because that person has no connection. They're just out there in the middle of anything. Um, but when I realize, no, that's so-and-so's wife, so-and-so's sister, daughter, friend, mother, and that connection, and who am I? Who am I? And so uh, remind myself of those kind of things. 
All right. So I have a couple other questions that that kind of uh, yes. Um, women don't get tempted. <laughs> no, um, you, you, that's a good question. What about the, the, the woman? It, it, in one way, we talked about that to start. What's inappropriate clothing? What way should we, uh, how should we treat our bodies? And, and what should we be drawing attention to or not drawing attention to? Our clothing fashion today is just out there. It is just out there. Not, not even the, um, the sexual, sensual stuff. It's that our hair has to be all these colors. It just says, I'm a peacock, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Our eyelashes, our nails, uh, you know, everything has to be, yes, just tattoos, men and women. It, it, it really goes so far to say, look at me, I'm begging for your attention. Um, so um, uh, we, we need to challenge each other. We, we had a, uh, a wedding rehearsal here yesterday, and Donna did, you know how Donna is, right? Donna did something. It was this one young lady who had, um, had a piece of clothing on that was just drawing attention to something, and she said, That's, she just told her. That's inappropriate. That's there's too much flesh. <laughs> and, and one of her friends said, see, I told you. But she wasn't listening. Now, whether she listens or not, um, you know, she may, she may not. Um, but we have a role with each other. You know, I look at some people and say, I know they do not have a mirror at home. If they did, they said, mirror, mirror on the wall. I ain't looking at you at all. I don't know. <laughs> what are mirrors for? <laughs> we are mirrors to each other. And we need to remind each other, hey, brother, um, you're stepping close to the edge there. Now we usually say, no, no, don't worry about me. I ain't close to the edge. And we say, yeah, that's close to the edge. And I'm not accusing you of wrongdoing. I'm just, I'm just cautioning you. That is close to the edge. It may either be close to the edge for you or bringing that person close to the edge that you don't need to do. Okay? Um, so, yeah, if you're in a paper factory, you don't flick uh, uh, lighters and hold lighter fluid in your, in your, in your, in your bag. Um, so yeah, be careful, be responsible for others as well. All right, um, follow-up questions, Savannah? I don't know if I touched on what you were getting at. You had a comment or a question to back up what I didn't hear you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't care. And that, that just seems to be the, the thing to do. And wonder why you don't think the way that they think. I remember as a young man being in the, in the professional world, I was shocked at the 
what I would say, the low class of uh, professional and office people and when it comes to certain things. There was a group of men, I was, I was, actually I was still in college at the time, I was an intern as an engineer, and there's a group of men who were taking a business trip and all they talked about is all the shenanigans that went on at their last business trip. And I thought, these are the professionals that I look to as mentors, they, uh-uh. <laughs> um, but I mean, they, they were really, you can imagine, it, they, they were just talking about all kind of, and I thought, they can't be married. Every one of them were married, they were talking about um, just all kinds of things. So, um, yeah, that's what we're exposed to. That's, that's the world that we live in, and uh, um, you know, we, need to be, we need to be wise about that. Okay, I was going to get to these other two, but my time is up. I'll tack these on next time, and, and we'll, we'll knock them out. All right. Father, thank you for our time um, just to discuss and review what your word says and, and how we ought to conduct ourselves. Guide us with wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.